Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for the listening audience. Uh, those of you who are listening to Confidentially Speaking podcast. Uh, I am Celeste Houston, a.k.a. Coach C of Celica Coach Ministry. Thank you for tuning in today. I don't, I'm not sure what time zone you're in. You could be in Mountain Time, Central Time, Eastern Time. I am grateful that you are here. Um, we are here with another awesome episode. Uh, as you know, the mission of Confidentially Speaking uh, podcast is to empower, enlighten, educate, inspire, and to ignite you for purpose. With that being said, we have an awesome uh, uh, guest with us today. Her name is Mrs. Bonita Stokes Walker. She is a lover of chocolate, cooking, and all things genealogy. She teaches women entrepreneurs. She's a coach. She's a homemaker uh, now uh, on how to take their existing knowledge and skills and turn them into profitable online courses. She has earned a master's in art in teaching from Wayne State University and an undergrad degree in journalism. Miss Bonita has published a book about her a four family history book on genealogy. She did a research on her family, on her maternal and her paternal lines. So she has also two wonderful daughters, um, grown women, and one grandson. Uh, her mission is to help as many women as she can to excel at business and get out of their own way um, to be successful, to be successful, um, and to walk in their purpose. And so you ask the question, so what is the topic for today? So because she has a plethora of experience and knowledge, she's an educator, she uh, is an author, uh, I want to talk about potential unlock. And when I talk about potential unlock, we are all capable of being or becoming the, the masterpiece We were created to be in spite of childhood trauma, family dysfunction, socioeconomic upbringing, or lack thereof, and or the complexity of our our gender. So with that being said, welcome to the stage, Miss Bonita Stokes Walker. Yay! Come on in the room. Come on in the room. Yes, I, uh, Benita and I just was ch- was chatting before we got on, and we were talking about some similarities that we both have, and like I said, she has a plethora of knowledge and experience, uh, she's a much traveled um, uh, person, and I just wanted her to come just to inspire and enlighten and educate the women because she talked about turning those things that we do from cooking um, to online courses, writing your own recipe book or, you know, whatever you do is if it's decorating, event planning. She is the, the uh, I want to call her a serialpreneur because she seemed like she has a lot of hats uh, with the plethora of knowledge that she has. And so with that being said, uh, I want to um, tell us about what what drives you, Benita. Tell us, tell us what drives you. Well, my main source of where, why I do what I do is my family. You know, I have two adult daughters, so they're pretty much on, they're on their own now. However, I always wanted to leave a legacy. I wanted to leave something that they can pass on to their children and grandchildren and it can stay in existence that's going to help them better themselves, either financially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. And uh, of course, 
another purpose, my, my, my leading source is the Lord Amen. as well. But that that's, um, I have been wanting to be an entrepreneur, I mean, from my childhood. So I think I've been motivated because my parents have also been uh, hardworking uh, entrepreneurs as well as employees. So, you know, I didn't even think that I would ever be a stay-at-home mom and and uh, a person who was, I don't know, a, a taken care of or whatever. It's always, I've always had that drive to move and be and do and help others. That's the main thing is I've always wanted to help people. I, my mother, I can remember when she you know, and we weren't rich. I'm telling you, we lived in, in a very modest, uh, uh, probably low middle class neighborhood. And um, she was a she was a single mother at this time because by then my parents were divorced. And she took in families who needed a home. It was a three bedroom house, and she already had three kids. She brought in a mother with three of her own. And she's done that several times. So I've always lived in a household where I had a, fa- a family member, a mother, who always wanted to reach out and help other people. And that's what I, I love to do. That's a, that's another thing that drives me. Wow. That that that's an uh that's really important. So l- l- let's let's go back. Let's go back. So I read somewhere, and uh, you and I have this similarity. We were teen moms. Right. So, you know, I see where you you earned your master's in your undergrad. And um, so I, I know you said that you've always wanted to help people. Um, what made you pursue higher education? Well, when I was a kid, a lot of this comes back to childhood. You know, on the bus, we caught, caught the bus and there's these signs that you used to see that always said, you know, don't be a fool, stay in school. And I'm like, who would not continue with their schooling? And then my brother had an opportunity, my brother's two years older than I am, and he had an opportunity to go visit a local university. I'm from Michigan, and we went to the campus of University of Michigan. And that was my first, I don't know how old I was at this time, but I, that was my first time seeing a college campus and seeing a lot of people just seem like they were busy doing things. You know, my neighborhood, it was like, okay, kids are outside playing. You saw people coming and going to work, going to the store. That was it. I, I didn't know there was another world out there. And when I saw this campus, it was it just struck me as something that was beautiful. And I learned, oh, you can go to college after high school. And so at that point, I was always determined I'm going to go to college and University of Michigan was going to be my first choice. Mm-hmm. And needless to say, I did get into University of Michigan, but never went. <laughs> um, that's another story in itself. But uh, as you said, I had a child at a young as a teenager. Uh, so when I, it was time for me to go to college, it was um, I had a child. So I was working in Detroit at the time and in University of Michigan, which was in Ann Arbor, you know, it was a good 45 minute to an hour commute, mm. you know, and that's all, that that's uh, driving and I was on the bus. So it, I, even though I had gotten admitted, I hit, had to choose something closer to home and I ended up at Wayne State University. Mm-hmm. But yeah, being, getting a higher education has always been in the back of my mind I I know I'm not going to ever drop out of school which was seriously not my doing my counselor put me out because when I got pregnant uh, she said well we would let pregnant women in here but we don't let married women in here that was her voice to me and I had gotten married because back then when you got pregnant you thought you were supposed to get married Mm. that was the thing you know it wasn't like these young ladies today you know it was you got married so my mother signed for me to get married at 16 and here me and my husband were 16 years old he was uh, 17 at the time and um, I had a job so it meant go to work and I had a job so I couldn't leave it that was like I'm now anchored and I have to stay here so going to University of Michigan was out of the question but I was just 
determined I was going to go to college. But my pop, my counselor put me out of out of school, and that just hurt me so badly because I remember those signs: "Don't be a fool, stay in school." You know, I, why would I drop out? I'm not dropping out. They put me out. Wow! But so did you have to get a GED or or what? Well, see, that's just it. I was 16 when I was put out, and you couldn't get a GED, take the GED test until you were 18. So that hurt. You know, I'm sitting up here crying, like, I can't go to school. I can't get a GED. So I had to do some some research, and, of course, the Internet wasn't even available. My research was in calling people and talking to older folks who had the experience in life and I found out that I could go to night. There was a such thing called night school. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let me see about enrolling in night school. And I found out I could enroll in night school uh, to finish my high school diploma. And that's what I did. And as a matter of fact, they even gave you credit if you were working a full-time job. So and I ended up actually graduating just one semester behind the year I was supposed to graduate. You know, I, I, I don't want to gloss over that because most people overlook the fact that even as a teenager, you still had a mindset to do something, to stay driven. You know, it's it would be so easy for you to give in to societal norms that, okay, just be married and have a family. But you say, no, I want more than that. I, I, you know, I don't want to settle in this, you know, and that's one of the things that I want the listening audience to see that no matter what situation we are faced with, there is an alternative, you know, there is an alternative because you could have just given in and say, you know what, I am not going, you know, it's too hard. You know, I, I'm married. I have a child. I have a husband. You know, I got to work. You have all these things and all these things of that you face, but you still carved out some time to say my education is important. And so when I think of that, I think of people who, when I say, uh, what's the driver, the tenacity, the tenacity. We see, I believe that we are all were created on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose. Right. And no matter the decision of, of getting pregnant, you know, it, it just happened. You, you didn't stop that. God did not allow your purpose to stop you. To, to You could have stopped. Right. But and especially when I found out I couldn't get a GED for two more years. Mm-hmm. I really was disappointed. And I mean, very, very hurt. And I, I also want to say, too, that... Um, you know, you can't do this by yourself. This wasn't just me because I'm I'm driven. Uh, you have it takes a village. When they say it takes a village, I'm telling you. Okay, my mother worked still too. She was working two jobs, still raising children of her own. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had young. I have younger sisters, and um, the person, the family, the extended family that helped me was actually my husband's grandmother. Not even his parents. His grandmother. Mm-hmm. She's two generations up, and she's sitting up here. Oh, Benita, you want to go to school? I'll watch the baby for you. You need to go to work during the day? I'll watch the baby for you. 6 a.m. in the morning to, like, maybe 10 at night, because those were hours I worked, and after work, it was all school. And I didn't get home until 10 at night. She took care of my child for me. That was the mama of the house, as far as my baby girl was concerned. Mm. I mean, it, it takes a village. It, if it wasn't for her, you know, uh, God rest her soul, she's been on going on to glory for some years now. But she was like my backbone, you know. And and, and over time, my mother was a, a help too. But that was the person who really helped. Eventually, my husband and I split up, and she still helped me. His grandmother still helped me. You know, it, it's amazing that that you pay homage because. This is Women History Month, you know. This yes. is a celebration. And one of the things that I told uh, a group of women uh, on Sunday is that we always praise the ancestors, but we have to give homage 
to the women of now so that they can see their flowers and, and all of that. And the reason why I brought that up is because people talk about all the time they got it from the mud. This is the young generation. I, I can't, I, I had to do it all by myself. But you said, you know what? I had help. Right. I had help. And, and as a single parent, I know that. <laughs> yes. No, Everybody has help. You know, they may were in the background, but they had help. You know, whatever little help that they provided, they they had help. And so we can't always think about the person that I am today. The person that I am today is because of my mother and not just of my mother, but some other people that the Lord uh, put in my life. I always think about life being a marathon. And when you know when you weren't running a marathon, you got people standing on the sidelines. Some people are screaming, keep going. They're encouraging you along the way. Some may be giving you some water, you know. Some may be uh, 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 clapping for you. But to be who we have become, it takes, like you said, a village and it takes an audience of people it may not be a whole lot of people. It could be about two, three people. You're doing good. Keep going. I see that's right. you. You know, um, and so that's important that we acknowledge those that help us to get to the point where we are. Yes. So let's talk about looking back. Would you say it's been a smooth or uh, it's, it's, it's been smooth and easy for you? Clearly not. <laughs> you know, you come you come into the your adult life with a child, and, and, and now and then later on an ex husband because we didn't stay together long. You know, childhood most childhood marriages, teenage marriages don't last long. But as a, a, a young adult, you know, at later on, obviously I had some really smooth years, and then there were some bumpy years. But I, like I said, I always had that entrepreneurial spirit, and as an entrepreneur. Um, people look at your success and they say, oh, okay, she's making that 10000 a month now. She's making that twenty k a month now. I can remember a month when I did twenty k but I wasn't doing twenty k every month, okay? <laughs> so I had to learn how to get, get creative, and a lot of the bumps in the road came from uh, the fact that I did not know how to market I didn't know how to sell and I really hated those sleazy sales people mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that that would come into your your DM and or it, it just irked me and I wanted to learn well how do you do this I had to learn a lot mm-hmm. so it was, it was a lot and I had to pay some money out too and pay some money out to some people who knew what they were talking about and I paid some money out to people who didn't know what they were talking about so yeah it's been some bumpy um, spots in the road you know and um, but I learned I took everything that I've learned and I tried to incorporate it in what I do today when I help women create their businesses and their courses I help them to. I help to cut that learning curve you know, let me shorten that that road for them so they don't hit as many bumps. You know, it's, it's still not going to be smooth sailing to get from, you know, zero customers and zero followers to 10K to 20K a month. It's not going to be smooth, but I can shorten that learning curve so, and I help as much as I can. So your so your ideal clients are who? who who's your ideal client? help mostly women of course uh women who have ideas in their head and they've always thought wow i wish i could market this or they have friends and family telling them girl your rum cake is the bomb you need to sell it and they don't know how Mm. okay my ideal customer is the person who wants to do have a side business and actually a full-time business. They want to leave their nine-to-five job and they just don't have the income to get it done. Mm. They might not even have the mindset 
to get it done because they're afraid. They have these limiting beliefs. And so I also work with women who need that motivation and that change in the limiting belief system to create a better life for themselves. So those are the women that I work with. Anybody who has an idea, and even if you don't have an idea, we we throw out, I I have a, a, a PDF that I sent out for free basically that says um, you know here's a 50 ideas that you can use to create a course mm. you know so basically I do sell uh, I teach course creation and I teach it to women who either have a course idea in mind or just simply have some type of skill or talent that they don't know how to market and I show them how to create a course out of it Oh wow, that's that's that sounds good. That uh, really sounds like. Um, so, how many clients do you work with? How many clients do you work with at a time? Because it's it's a group coaching program. I really don't have a limit because um, it is a group program, and they can work at their own pace. Basically, you can sign when you sign up. Um, I have a. 30, um, sorry, not 30 day. I did a 30 day do it yourself program, but I do have a 90 day uh, where I program where I work with them. There is also a six month program where I work with them in more detail. And since the people are in a group, I can do uh, group coaching. And when they have individual assistance, if they need individual assistance, I do provide individual assistance as well on a weekly basis. So they just sign up for when they need that individual assistance and I'm there for them. And even in the six month program, you know, it's they get access to their materials for life, but they usually stay for the year. I just the six months just get them up and running and get their program off the ground and their marketing and sales started. Okay. But it actually can be done in anywhere from 30 to 90 days. Okay. Okay. So, um, like, do, so do they have to be coaches or do they, they could just be, you know, because I, I see where you, you, you only, you have spots for coaches, but do you, do you have non-coaches or? Yeah, they definitely, you definitely don't have to be a coach just there it could be just somebody who's uh been working a nine to five and they know they have these skills they've got um there are women i've worked with who had uh sewing skills and they've been sewing almost all their lives and helping other people but they want to start teaching or create a course where they're teaching how to others how to sew or how to create a uh, designs and there are women who are working or maybe not even working maybe they've been at home and they wanted to work but they don't think they have the skills to get out there in the marketplace today but they do have talents so they want to create a course in um, how to potty train your child or they want to create a course and um, how to manage a household budget because they've been able to take a family of six and on a single income and manage very well. You know, there are women out there who just have all kinds of skills and talents and they just want to put it together and monetize it. And so I help them do that. So no, you definitely don't have to be a coach, but I do teach a lot of coaches as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, um, what's the biggest class have you, 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 you know, a coaching group? Or do you have one now? Or what's your biggest class? Because some of it overlaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I think it's a 40 in the group now, but they're not all active. Mm-hmm. 40 who are paying clients. And they are in different stages of the program so they start out with doing the mindset work and creating a daily routine 
and here this is what you need to do to set up your business and then there's those who I already have a course I just don't know how to put it together you know so they might be in in a space where they're um looking for a platform and I show them the different platforms where you can house your course mm. and there's different prices in all of them you know some of them actually are, are pretty reasonable you know you can get a course up and running and 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 for under fifty dollars seriously really yes I mean counting your your mailings you can get your free mailing service what they call CRM customer uh, relations management you got your you need a platform to house your course and there are platforms as little as $37 a month wow okay so for 50 bucks you got a, your platform your mailing service and you can use all types of free social media platforms to do your advertising so you don't have to spend a lot of money if you don't want to so in terms of the number of people, they, like I said, it's a it's it's rolling. So there's people who have enrolled in a 30-day program, people who have enrolled in a six-month program or a 90-day program. So they come and go. And like I said, the, on the average, I guess, at this point, they're the, my, my maximum number. Now it's about 40 in the crew. Mm, wow. So, you know, yeah. this sounds really good. I, I like the fact that you have a, the group and it sounds like you have a membership um, you, you either can do a membership or you could just do like, um, uh, 30 days, 30 days is considered a membership too. Each one actually is a membership in that, in that they get access to the materials that they purchase for, for life. Okay. So it's not a membership in that you pay every month unless you sign up when you sign up for whatever program you sign up for there's a paid in full dollar amount and then there is a payment plan so let's say for the uh, six month program you decide to sign up for my six month program and that's $1,500 so it's not even then it's still reasonable yeah. you could pay $1,500 up front and even though you might call it a membership that $1,500 gets you in for life if, let's say you don't have the $1,500. You do want to start off on a shoestring. You can get in that $1,500 program on a payment plan. Mm. So you join it for $200 a month. And you pay until that's paid in full. And then you don't pay anymore. Oh, okay. Okay. That sounds pretty good. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so for those who are listening... Uh, like I said, uh, Benita Stokes has a plethora of information. So not only does she help onto women entrepreneurs in setting up businesses uh, and creating courses, uh, but she also wrote a book on her genealogy. And I found yes. that to be very interesting uh, that here she is she's not only looking at on her maternal side but her paternal side as well so can you tell us a, what drove you to do something like that oh my gosh when I was young this always go back to my childhood my grandmother was, was like a like the the matriarch of the family and she was there to help us because my mom worked all the time and I always wanted to listen to what the elders had to say and the stories they used to tell and we had a family reunion I was an adult by the time we had I started having family reunions we had a family reunion and they decided to give our family reunion a name Marshall Buckner Mayberry now I'm a descendant of the Mayberries I knew the name Mayberry I had heard the name Marshall but I'm like, who are these Buckners? What are, what, where did that name come from? Why is this family reunion called Marshall Buckner Mayberry? And people were standing up introducing themselves as, you know, family groups. And everybody said, okay, I'm a Buckner, I'm a Marshall, I'm a Mayberry. I'm like, well, how are we connected? And so I always wanted to know, how are we connected? 
Mm-hmm. So I started talking to the people at the family reunion, and of course, everybody in the room is my cousin, right? <laughs> so I want to know, well, how are you my cousin? And one of the things that started me actually researching my history is I had a cousin called Naomi. Her name was Naomi, and we called her cousin Nay. But my mother called her cousin Nay too. And my grandmother called her cousin Nay. I'm like, how was she my cousin, my mama's cousin, and my grandmama's cousin? <laughs> now, I'm young when I'm hearing this, right? This was before the family reunion started. And so I started researching and looking up, you know, how families, well, I knew about first cousins because, you know, as, as an extended family, my first cousins and aunt and uncle lived with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we all lived in the same house for a long long period of time so I knew about first cousins mm-hmm. and I kind of sort of knew about second cousins but why is my grandmama calling her cousin that's my grandmama's cousin so anyway um at the family reunion I, I started getting even more curious and started asking people and there was a lady there who had some background about our family tree. And I started talking to her, found out she was like my second cousin once removed or something of that nature. And she and I started comparing notes and she started teaching me about who the family was and introduced me to some of the other elders in the family. And this is your cousin Nancy and this is your cousin Marie. And these ladies were, I guess, in their um, 80s, late 70s when I first met them. And... I had to talk to them. I had to find out who these people were and how are we related. And as I started finding out, I was determined by the, not the next reunion, it was the second, third reunion we had that I was going to put something in writing. I said, this information is too good not to have written down. We need to know how we are all connected because I had no clue how I was connect to this cousin Nate and my mama and my grandma both all call her cousin Nate and I said this has to be written down and you know when you were in school and you used to do your uh, notebooks uh, or, or school book reports but you put it in this little sliding plastic uh, folder mm-hmm. like thing Yeah, that was my first family book <laughs> I actually typed it had, had information typed up printed up and stuck it in this uh, little uh, school folder, plastic uh, folder, <laughs> as something to present at the next family reunion for people to see. Okay, this is where we came from. There was a couple who had like 12 kids. The oldest daughter married a Mayberry, the youngest married a Marshall, and all the boys in between was named Buckner. And that's where our family name came from. It's amazing. (laughs) Again, it goes back to you being an educator. Just just in what you were saying and creating that information, finding the information, but sharing that information. I wanted you to touch a little bit on that because I think people who are educators... Uh, is all are always looking to enlighten, enlighten, and educate people on the why. And being a coach and an entrepreneur, um, you're a solutionist, and that's one of the things that I wanted the audience to see that we were all created on purpose, for purpose, with a purpose. And you being uh, an educator, you are, a, you are a solutionist. You always want to tell the why. Um, yes. And, 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 and having a business, uh, we, we, we solve problems. You know, you are a problem solver. And uh, so you enlighten and you encourage and you motivate uh, people. And that's very important. And in our society, you know, our children and our grandchildren to always know the why. You know, I could remember being a kid and I had one little cousin. If you told her something, she was like, why? 
why why it's important to know it's important to know and not only that because you not only are you an educator but you're journalism you have an undergrad in journalism right that that was the other that was the other driving force that journalism degree it, it kicked in real well when i was researching family history and trying to find out answers to things yeah so you're why even in uh being a a a coach and an educator so i want to go back because i know i've been we've been on the phone for um uh been recording for the last couple of 35 minutes and so i don't want to waste people time but i want to go back to uh women having their own business when they signed up for your program do you go through the mindset first or yes. okay Definitely. and so why do you it go i'm going back to the why why do you deal with the mindset first and setting up uh, or helping women f- release unlock their potential why do you yeah in unlocking a person's potential why do they go you go through the mindset first you have to believe in yourself. If you don't believe that you can do this, it's not going to get done. The work might seem overwhelming. And a lot of women come to me knowing little to nothing about technology. So they know they, that there are programs out there. They know that people can get paid from doing work online, but they don't have any clue about the tech behind it. And so a lot of women come with that mindset that this is going to be too difficult technology is difficult it's like saying um, okay you get to have a new car but you need to know you have to know all the ins and outs and intricacies of it you have to know how the engine works why does it need oil you need to have to figure out how the electrical parts work no you don't all of that stuff comes in written form, video, and a lot of hand-holding. So I have to let them know that, yes, you can do it because there was a time you did not know how to tie your shoe, but you know how to tie your shoes now. And that's what this is. It's just that somebody hasn't taught you that you can connect your PayPal and Stripe and get paid because somebody set up and just clicked a button on the internet with your name on it. It's doable. So they got to believe that what is out there is doable for them. They don't know that sometimes coming in. It's not just the mindset, but we also go into what is a daily routine like for an entrepreneur who's a CEO, not just an entrepreneur who has a side hustle, okay? I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, uh, well, I'm going to do hair on the side or I'm going to sell candy, you know, in my spare time, all right, or perfume or makeup in my spare time when I feel like it. Nobody is looking over my shoulder and telling me I have to get up at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. or whatever to do certain things. But they've got to get in that mindset that, hey, look at how much money you want to make and let's look at what it's going to take to get there. And if that isn't addressed first, it is so easy to drop out. The going is going to get rough at a point. You're going to put some stuff together. You're going to put yourself out there. And two people are going to show up to your webinar. And one was your mama. And you're going to want to give up. So if you don't fix that mindset and understand that, hey, even though only two people showed up, there are people out there watching you. They're listening to you. They see what you are doing. So you can keep doing it. And at some point, it is going to pay off. So you got to fix that mindset first. You got to work on this is what we need to do on a daily basis in order to get 
the results that we want. And no, that is not going to be 50 people showing up to your webinar on the first day. Okay? It's not going to be that you're going to create a TikTok video or YouTube video and it's going to go viral and 2 million people are going to see it. It can happen, but it's not going to happen on on day one. It's not going to happen every day. So you got to work on that. Yeah, you, I like what you said, uh, and and that being realistic about it, because I think uh, most people who sell their product or sell service, they they come off with you could get ten thousand dollars a month, ten you know you could ten thousand, right. but that's the realistic of that is no, it's a possibility, and so right. in unlocking potential. First of all, we have to deal with the mind. First of all, to unlock potential, you got to deal with the mind. You got to be realistic about what to expect, right. you know, and then you have to be consistent. What you said is consistency, having a routine, having systems in place uh, is and having a routine. So once you have a routine in place, you can constantly feed into that, um, and you can grow. That's, that's true. That that's really good. That's really and good. And you can't be afraid to delegate. You know, I was uh, I was so terrified to hire my first VA. I'm like, I don't want somebody all up in my business. I don't want to give anybody access to my Facebook account. You got to get over that. Those are mindset uh, shortcomings that's got to be dealt with. You know. There are people out there who will help you, you know, and if you got to hire your mama to be your VA, then you hire your mama because you need somebody that's going to help you because you're not going to be able to do it all by yourself. That's one of the reasons you're going to need a coach, somebody to hold your hand and say, okay, well, this has takes priority over that and to lead you along the way. So I really hope people take heed in that and don't be afraid to go out and ask questions and sign up for things. Don't be afraid to hire a coach. Yes, I've got burned a couple of times by giving money to somebody who did not deliver, but that's okay. That was my education. I had to learn. <laughs> you know, I paid for my education and I did, and I don't have a problem with that. And I just know not to deal with that person anymore. But I paid coaches that they have given so much value. It is unbelievable. I decided, you know, normally, you know, when you sign up for uh, somebody's free challenge or something mm-hmm. of that nature, they um, offer a VIP uh, program behind it. Say, oh, get some behind the scenes help from me. And the VIP is X number of dollars. Well, this one particular group, I, I decided I'm going to pay. The, it was, I think, $47. That was only $47 for the VIP part and I said I'm going to do the VIP because I want to see what else they have to offer and they gave us so much value I'm like this wow what is their program like if this is what I'm getting in just the VIP section what is the program going to be teaching me it was so much information Celeste I could not believe how much value we had gotten from this group and there was another lady I gave her I think it was $67 for her VIP from for five day challenge she had done and I didn't get anything we didn't even get the we didn't even get get the replay oh well I don't do the replays after after such and such a date okay well what about your VIP people we don't get the replays you know girl give me the replays at least but that's and that's crazy I'm doing a challenge myself um coming up uh April 24th as a matter of fact five-day challenge is completely free you can come in and you can learn about how to create your online course and it's just the basics obviously because it's just five days so only an hour a day and but you learn enough that if you are that go-getter and you are one of those people who can do enough on your own you can probably take that five-day challenge information and run with it you know there are people who have done that and then they come back to me later and join my program. But I 
do encourage you to always find a mentor, find a, a, a coach, find somebody that you can learn from. And don't be afraid to spend your money. You know, if it's a $47 VIP, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I will be offering a VIP um, program with my challenge. And it's only going to be $37, but you're going to get an extra hour of training every day. You know, extra hand-holding. And as we go through the challenge, five days, come uh, talk to me. Tell me what, what's on your mind. What do you have that you're stuck with? You know, and I provide as much value as I can, even in the free challenge, you know. Wow, that is good. I mean, I think the last thing that you said, uh, the challenges and lesson learned along the way is the lesson is don't be afraid. Um, If you are afraid, still do it. Um, I know for me, when I start, started doing this podcast, uh, getting guests to, to come, uh, yeah, they said they would do it, but they didn't show up. And then um, they would say, oh, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And, you know, some didn't come, some didn't follow up. But those that did, I appreciate them because not only were they helping me, but it helps them as well. And um, so I'm grateful that even in doing the podcast, uh, stepping out, uh, this was something new for me when I started a a year and a half ago. And just to see the numbers, um, I was afraid, but I did it. So anything that you start off doing, you're never going to get the 10,000 people that uh, folks say you're going to get 10,000 people to show up. I beg to differ. That does not happen. Right. Not right away. It's going to take you some time. It takes some time. Some years even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it takes time to get it done. But trust, you You can uh, do it with consistency, with the right mentor, you know, the right coach. And um, I mean, it's, it's just all wonderful if uh, you stick with it. It's not something that's going to come, you know, overnight. It's going to come with consistency and hard work. And one of the things you, the word that you use is value. When Uh you provide value to people, people tell other people about the value that you bring. Right. That that you provide. It's all about value. And one of the things that I learned a long time ago is there's a difference between popularity and impact. Most people want popularity and popularity is a trending thing. But when you make impact, you change the lives of other people. You change the mindset of other people. So my my thing, my, my, my goal and my mission is always, I'm looking for impact. An impact may not come in ten thousands. It may come in ones. It may be one impact. person that I impact. And so that's that that's that's that is my why. I want to impact that if it's just one person, that's what I want to do is to impact the one. Well And you'd be surprised at how many people you really help. You know, you're helping people when they even if they, it might be just one thing you said that's going to help them along the way. Even if it's not life changing, it might just help them get through that day. You never know. Yeah. So, Bonita, just tell the people how to reach you. Uh, give them your information. I want to thank you personally for saying yay to this and. Um, so, can you tell the people how to uh, reach out to you, find you? Well, on Facebook, that's my my biggest uh, platform. I am Benita Stokes Walker on Facebook, and I have a Facebook group. That's also where I mainly hang out with. It is a group called Women course creators beginner to phenomenal 
Hmm. Women Course Creators, Beginner to Phenomenal. Yes, I specifically gave it that name because I love helping with people who are just at the beginning of their journey, knowing little to nothing about creating a course, to those who are already phenomenally blessed (laughs) and doing excellent. Okay. Um, so do you do you have a YouTube channel or do you have Instagram as well? I have IG. Um, it's I am Benita Walker on IG. I am Benita Walker. And um, I have YouTube. However, I don't even know the name on that because that's usually used just for training. I, uh, the few things that I do have that's public. It's like, it's because people just happen to find it because they um, did a search on YouTube for something, for one thing or another. But, uh, so no, I'm not really on YouTube so much. But I was, I'm looking up my link. Well, you can find my link for my upcoming challenge, either going to face my Facebook page, Benita Stokes Walker, or going to join my group, um, Women course creators, beginner to phenomenal. Um, but I wanted to see if I could find that link for the actual challenge. But you'll find it in either of those two places, primarily Beneath Stokes Walker or Women Course Creators, beginner to phenomenal. Okay. All right. Well, I would like to thank the listeners for listening in on this podcast. Uh, I hope that there were some nuggets that you can take away from this. Uh, Feel free to look up Bonita uh, on Instagram or Facebook. And of course, you can always find me, Celica Coach Ministry on Facebook. Or you can find me, M-S-Y Houston on Instagram. Uh, As you all know, I'm here to encourage, inspire, and to motivate you, taking you to the next level for impact and growth. Take care. Talk with you soon.